0: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today we are talking about Military Appreciation Month. And including in that Military Appreciation Month is military caregivers and military spouses. And we'll be speaking specifically about military caregivers and spouses today. Joining us uh, back again is Stephanie Hall, the President and Event Director for Warriors and Caregivers United, Susan Evans, the Program Coordinator of the Michigan Alzheimer's Association, and Melissa Seifert with the American Association of Retired Persons, AARP. We have a very interesting show for you today. We'll talk about what it means to be a caregiver, some of the benefits potentially available for caregivers and some of the benefits available for uh, military spouses as well. So this is a show that you definitely don't want to miss. So grab your spouse, grab your caregiver and make sure that they're tuning in. We'll see you right after the break on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Sonetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Um, We're talking about military appreciation this month, and we're focusing in on one of the other uh, things that have been set out this month, which is military caregivers and military spouses, which are super important people in the lives of veterans. And if you're listening in and you are someone who's providing uh, care to a veteran or you are a spouse, Let me tell you that this is a show that you want to um, tune into because a lot of times, you know, and I'm a military spouse as well, as well as a veteran. um, You know, it's the spouses that kind of lead those veterans to water. Right. And and the caregivers as well. So, you know, gather as much information as you can. Um, You know, we're going to be speaking with Stephanie Hall of the um, Warriors and Caregivers United and, you know, uh, Susan Evans, Evans of the Michigan Alzheimer's Association, as well as Melissa Seifert of AARP, today. But we're going to uh, we're we're going to dive in and talk a little bit about what it means to be a caregiver because I'm not sure if everybody understands what that is. So, uh, you know, a a caregiver is someone who um, provides care, basically, to someone who's unable to perform one or more activities of daily living or is in need of supervision or protection based on symptoms or residuals of a neurological impairments or injury. And caregivers can be not just a spouse, right? And a lot of times spouses just think, I'm not a caregiver, I'm a spouse. Well, you can be a caregiver and a spouse and understanding the difference is important to continuing to maintain a good relationship with your spouse. Because if you are doing caregiver duties and you're a spouse as well, you have to be able to. To shut off and shift gears on what what the caregiving duties are. For instance, um, you're helping out your veteran by giving him insulin, him or her insulin. You know that's a that's a medical type of thing that maybe you've been trained to do. But that's not necessarily something that you know is 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 a spouse duty. It's something that a medical professional could do. So being able to turn that off and you know deal with and work with your veteran um, on those issues and then be able to still be a spouse um, is super, super important. That's why it's important to get connected to the resources and benefits out there. Um, You know, when I was injured in 2005 and, you know, had my second surgery by 2007, you know, I was struggling with, you know, activities of daily living, you know, whether it was, you know, getting into the shower or, you know, even getting to the restroom or going to regular appointments and, doing things for myself, putting on my shoes, those are those are normal things that, you know, a lot of times we take for granted because we don't realize that once you lose it, it's, it's, it can be devastating. And so those are things that my child, um, my children helped me with. I had family members who helped me. My husband helped me. And so caregivers can be a parent. They can be a spouse. They can be a child. They can be a step family member. They can be an extended family member or an individual who lives with the veteran and provides support. And and that's so important because there are benefits out there. Mental health resources, which it's important to keep your mental health in check because it can be very frustrating dealing with someone who's dealing with pain every day or, you know, um, who went from one state of body and mind to another and, and they're struggling. And so they can sometimes be mean. They can sometimes be uh, <laughs> irritating. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. But but you need to make sure your mental health is in check as well. But there's also financial benefits potentially out there for um, uh, caregivers who are who are providing uh, these activities of daily living support for a veteran. And so you definitely want to check out VA.gov. You can Google VA.gov caregivers to find out more information. But I, I do believe that there's so many of you out there who don't recognize as caregivers. And so we need to make sure that we're looking at that. You know, uh, researchers found in a study conducted by FACES, which is Family and Caregiver Experiences, that uh, 79% of caregivers were women, usually the uh, veteran's parent or spouse. They also learned that even four years after the injury, 22% of veterans with polytrauma supported by caregivers still needed help with basic activities in daily living, such as feeding, bathing, and other restroom necessities. An additional 48% needed help with tasks such as shopping, driving, and money management. So, you know, uh, you're probably already doing these things. You're probably providing these services. And, and maybe you're just thinking, well, those are spouse duties. Well, those aren't duties you had before your veteran was injured. So you may, you definitely want to check out um, resources and information. I know there were some changes to uh, the Caregiver Act and um, things that were happening with the VA. But, you know, you can always give us a call at one 800 Mishvet. That's 1-800-642-4838. And we can get you connected to the VA. We can help you um, with the process and the application process or get you connected to the application so that you can see what's out there for you. Uh, you know, I always well, I won't say I always say, but I often say you don't know what you don't know. And so um, our job is to educate you and hopefully you have a little bit of knowledge now that you can take and and, and really uh, run with. So I encourage you to reach out. I will also say that if your veteran is struggling, you can always call the crisis line. On behalf of your veteran, and that's that one 273 8255 1. Or you can text 838 255 for assistance. And you can text on behalf of that veteran as well. Again, um, you can always visit us at Michigan.gov slash MVAA to find out more information. And you can continue to tune in to this show every week as we provide a lot of information. So, you know, I, I hope that you all will check it out, and I hope that you'll continue to tune in because our next guest, uh, will be Stephanie Hall. She's with Warriors and Caregiver United. And she's going to talk about some of the programs here in Michigan that they provide for caregivers, um, spouses, parents, children, veterans, and loved ones here in Michigan that you can take advantage of. So you definitely want to stick around. You don't want to change that dial because we'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective.
1: Welcome back to
0: The Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now, your host, director of the MVAA, Sunetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Please join me in welcoming our first guest to the show. Stephanie Hall is coming back to speak with us, um, and she's been a veteran caregiver since 2012, first for two years to her ex-husband and now to her current husband, Terrence, for the last seven years. She's a mother of three and a full-time employee and college student and a volunteer and advocate for military and veteran caregivers through the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. Class of 2019 Dole Fellow for the State of Michigan, and the President and Event Director for Warriors and Caregivers United. Welcome back to the show, Stephanie.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so we, um, you know, you, you um, were on our show previously with um, Terry, I think we were talking, um, I think it was probably in February last year, you we were talking about spouses and, 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 and some of those things, but um, we, we touched a little bit on what you do. Um, with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation and Warriors and Caregivers United. But um, I know that you were the 2019 Dole Fellow. And I think you held that for probably two years or you held it for a little bit during COVID, right?
2: Yes. Yep. So I had my first year in 2019 and then COVID hit. So things were kind of put on the backside a little bit, but we were still advocating and doing things, um, working with the MVAA and other organizations to get supports out to caregivers and their veterans. So it was really nice to be able to do that and still represent the Elizabeth Dole Foundation.
0: Yeah, you were able to do some great work um, as a, a Dole Fellow. You, you, you raised some awareness to some issues with us at the MVAA as well. Um, did you wanna talk a little bit about uh, what we were able to get accomplished?
2: Sure, um, so with the help of the MBAA, we were able to get the governor to um, proclamate a special day for military and veteran caregivers here in the state of Michigan in February during um, National Caregiver Day. So every year she has since then signed, um, recognizing what military and caregivers do for their veterans, the sacrifices that they make. We also did a, a care package event that during the first part of COVID when things were really shutting down and people were having a hard time getting things that they needed to support their veterans. And, um, you know, we went to, we did one in Lansing, we did one across the state with another organization as well, but we were able to, to, reach, to reach out to those caregivers, let them know that we have not forgotten about them, that their struggles are real. Um, we worked with the MVA and several different um, campaigning events. I know the one, most recent one was um, the, I am a caregiver campaign with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, bringing awareness, letting caregivers know they need to identify as a caregiver what that looks like on a grander scale throughout the state of Michigan. And now it's going to be launched nationally for the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. So um, the MVAA, the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, Wind Warrior Project, and AARP work together to get that campaign launched here as a pilot program in Michigan last year. And we are working to expand that across the country now. So that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it is amazing. You know, it's just amazing the great work we can do when we, when we know the issues and we put our heads together. And so that's, you know, that's a lot of what we're doing here on this show. And so, you know, I, I, I told our listeners before you came on that we were going to be talking about what you do at Warriors and Caregivers United and how they can potentially be involved. So can you talk a little bit about what you do there? And, um, you know, yeah, tell us what you do there. What What is that?
2: Warriors and Caregivers United was founded in 2015, we became incorporated in 2016, so we've been around for about five years, going on six years now, and what it is, is we wanted to be able to support veterans and their whole families, not just veterans and their spouses. Um, We wanted to be able to incorporate everybody that is involved in the veterans healing process, their support networks, in events to help with that, that peer support, connecting veterans with other veterans and then their family members with other with other family members of veterans who may be going through similar situations. We've held events all over the state of Michigan throughout the last five to six years, um, welcoming, not like I said, not just the spouses and the children, but family members as well, parents, aunts, uncles, anybody that's a support system to come to our events to kind of learn more about how they can get assistance in helping their veteran as well. We've been um, working with organizations like the MVAA, the American Legion, the VFW, organizations that are already in place to help assist those veterans and expanding to those other family members. We've held events where we have had VA employees come to our events and kind of see the impact that they are having on veterans and their family members as well. And And in return, it kind of lets them see, okay, maybe these are things that we need to work on um, on our end to incorporate the spouse or the family member into the into the veterans' care and treatment programs. Um, working with, um, with the, the Elizabeth Dole Foundation on events as well, we've held events with Wounded Warrior Project um, to try to just get a larger um, client base. you know we want we want veterans and their families to feel welcome. All of our events are free. Um, and at no expense to the veteran at all. So we work really hard to try to not invent the wheel. You know, we want other organizations who are doing similar things to work with us to incorporate the family members.
0: Yeah, that's good information. And so you talked about some of those events. Can you talk about any specifically or do you have any coming up?
2: So we have several events coming up. Um, you can check those out on our website. It's wacu.org, U.org. We have, an, uh, we have a Loon's Venta coming up in August. That's on a Wednesday night. I believe it's August 16th. Um, we rent out the Pepsi porch. You get a free buffet lunch before first pitch. You hang out for an hour. It's a semi-private area. There is handicap accessibility. You're right on the third baseline. So it's really nice. We did that a couple of years ago before COVID kind of put a damper on those kind of events. But we've been able to get um, that reserved again for August 16th, it's a night game. So it's a 7 p.m. first pitch. So we ask people to come about six o'clock to help, you know, get that dinner in and have some social time with other veterans and their families. We have um, a camping event coming up in September. That is the second weekend in September, the weekend right after Labor Day. We have a Heroes weekend that we do over in White Cloud. Um, Again, that is going to be posted on our website this week. we, we just working with other organizations, we have a flag day field day type event going on in Ann Arbor um, on June 12th. That's a Sunday afternoon. It is, again, totally free. We're working with the um, American Legion and the VFW post down there in Ann Arbor to bring awareness and help educate on flag day and what, what it means to be an American and how to handle flags properly Um, great opportunity to mingle with other families. These are all family-friendly events. We just did a caregiver retreat um, the last weekend in April. So we're going to be planning another one. We worked it with the YMCA down in Jackson County to rent one of their lodges. And it was a great opportunity for caregivers to connect with other caregivers and have that one-on-one time and support and offer resources to one another.
0: What website can they find out more information
2: so the website is um, wacu dot org. Okay, and they can find all the events there. Yep, and I'm working on updating that website right now. So all the websites, um, so all the the links to registering and information should be available um, by this by this um, by this Sunday by tomorrow. Well, that sounds great. And uh,
0: you know, um, just a reminder too that June 12th is Women Veterans Recognition Day. So as you're out there with Flag Day, if you have any women veterans, make sure you give them a a shout out for us uh, on Women Veterans Recognition Day. So, well, you know, Stephanie, thank you again. As always, you shared a wealth of information. Don't forget, um, for all of you all, you can join, you can follow her probably on Facebook. There's Warriors Caregiver United, but also you can go to the website, wacu.org. I believe you said, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again today. And just for anyone, if you're interested in being a guest on our show, you have an idea for a topic to be discussed on a future show, please visit our website at michigan.gov MVAA. Click on the about section and scroll down to the Veterans Perspective link. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much again, Stephanie. And we'll be right back after the break to speak with Susan Evans on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to The Veteran's Perspective. I'm your host, Sonetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And joining me as our next guest is Susan Evans, the Program Coordinator for the Michigan Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. She has a bachelor's in gerontology and a master's in adult learning and is a certified dementia practitioner. She has worked in nonprofit healthcare organizations for more than 25 years and has been in the Alzheimer's Association for over two years. Susan has a passion for supporting caregivers after taking care of her own father, a U.S. Navy veteran, at the end of his life. Thank you for joining us today, Susan.
1: Thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure. And since it's Military Caregiver Month, we would like to send out our sincere thank you, not only to those who have served our country, but also to those who have taken care of a veteran or currently taking care of a veteran. Uh, I think there's a quote out there somewhere from Rosalind Carter, something about uh, four different types of people. You'll either have been a caregiver, currently caregiving or will be one or may need a caregiver yourself. So we appreciate those caregivers.
0: That that is definitely true, and I, you know, as we we talk about caregivers and we talk about um, Alzheimer's and dementia today on the show, I do want to, you know, let our listeners know this is not just a conversation that um, you should tune out if you're not an aging veteran, right? You, you should you should definitely listen because there are many things that you want to be aware of, um, no matter what age you are, um, that could impact you uh, down the road, and so. You know, just knowing that here in Michigan, of the 567,000 plus veterans we have, um, over 200,000 of them are 65 and older, really puts in perspective the, the the kinds of issues we may be talking about today. So can you tell us a little bit about um, what you do um, with uh, as a dementia practitioner and with the Michigan chapter of Alzheimer's Association?
1: Yeah, thank you. So much of what we do is care and support. So the Alzheimer's Association has a kind of a dual focus on both research, but also providing that care and support to people with dementia as well as their caregivers. And uh, we estimate here in Michigan that by 2025, there will be nearly 220,000 people aged 65 and older with dementia living in the state of Michigan. It's about 11% of people over age 65 have Alzheimer's. So, you know, given the aging population of veterans in our country, and certainly in Michigan, it's, it's a concern for veterans. And so what we do in terms of care and support, so much of it uh, revolves around our 24-7 helpline. So that helpline is always available, even through pandemics, at one 800 So that's a number that uh, people who are concerned about their own memory issues could call to get resources, but also caregivers can call to find local providers, maybe find education resources, support groups in their area, And it's also a number that you can call and speak to a master's level clinician about just challenges you're facing. Sometimes you don't know what to ask or you don't know what you don't know. And in addition to our helpline, certainly our website is always available uh, at ALZ.org. Actually, our local chapter has uh, a a site as well, which is ALZ.org GMC. So, alz.org and then slash GMC is our Michigan chapter website. So, in terms of, yeah, that's what we're out there throughout the state of Michigan, providing that care and support. And in some areas of Michigan specifically, we work with, uh, we collaborate with local grant funders or donors and can provide additional resources. So, for example, throughout the state of Michigan, we have funding for Medic Alert with wandering support. So if you go through our helpline and uh, speak to our Michigan chapter, we can get your information and provide funding for that bracelet or necklace for both the person with dementia and their caregiver, as well as the service, the Wandering Support Service. Uh, But like I said, you can always call and see if there are any additional resources available in your area from uh, local funding.
0: Well, oh, that's great. And I know we're talking about dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, is there a, a huge difference between the two or, you know, you know, how can somebody know that maybe they want to get their, their, their veteran or the veteran needs to go get a ch- checkup to see if that's something that they may have?
1: Yeah. Thank you. We didn't talk about just the basics. You know, Alzheimer's is just the most common type of dementia. So uh, we estimate it's 60 to 80% of dementia, is Alzheimer's disease. And there are are many people with mixed dementias as well. Uh, But you may have heard of other types of dementia, vascular dementia, for example, or Lewy body dementia. Uh, So anyone who is experiencing uh, memory issues, we would suggest the first thing you do is yeah, get into get into a doctor, even if it's just a family physician. Some people don't realize that the Medicare annual screening includes uh, a little cognitive assessment. So at that point, if there are any concerns, your physician may refer you to a specialist.
0: Now, you know, before, you know, during the commercial break, we were just chatting about, um, you know, because we're, we're talking about the, this 11% of the population, but I, I would say it probably be increased amongst veterans who have dealt with uh, PTS um, or TBI, just based on some of the studies that are out there. Can you Just
1: touch on that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. There are some studies out there that indicate that uh, certainly military veterans who've been exposed to um, traumatic brain injury, uh, even several small uh, incidents rather than one large one, um, as well as PTS, that there is an increased risk among those individuals for dementia And so it is a concern. And, you know, I think the thing that always uh, tears at my heart is uh, thinking about so many military veterans who saw combat and may have suppressed memories. Uh, And sometimes uh, my background is with hospice as well. And having, having seen that where sometimes veterans who spend their life suppressing memories, sometimes it all comes bubbling up at the end and dementia and Alzheimer's disease can do that as well. And it may not be something that they really wanted to remember, yet they find themselves replaying those memories as if they're, they're really happening, uh, those painful, traumatic memories. So uh, it's a concern, and uh, it's something that we do our best to support those caregivers because Uh, We know that they are just so selfless, taking care of um, the individual with Alzheimer's and dementia. But in the case of, like I said, a veteran, my own father at the end of his life who did not have dementia, but a lot of his memories came back from military service. Uh, He was talking in his sleep more than I ever remembered him replaying his life as if he was a, uh, a new sailor who just joined the military, it was, it was interesting to listen to, but those were good memories. And, um, so yeah, it's a concern for, for veterans.
0: Well, I will say that, um, for those listening, you know, if you have any, you know, thing that you're dealing with, or you struggle with PTSD, PTS, um, or a traumatic brain injury, um, or any of those things, or you're, sh- maybe you have having some memory loss, go to your medical provider, find out what, um, if there's anything out there for you, they may have some medications out there that can help you at the beginning stages, um, but you definitely want to seek medical attention. And I, I know we have a few
1: seconds left. Did you want to add something? Look, we, also, we also have a veterans uh, dementia caregiver support group. So contact us. We have a specific one in Michigan for that. Thank All you right. So much.
0: No, thank you, Susan. And just again, you can reach uh, Susan's organization at one 800 272 3900. And if you want to find out more information or you weren't able to capture that number, you can always give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Thank you so much for joining us for such an incredible conversation and really raising awareness amongst the dementia and Alzheimer community. Thank you. Thank you. All right. When we return, we'll be with our final guest on the Veterans Perspective. So stick around. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We are with our final guest, Melissa Seifert. She works in the Lansing area for AARP of Michigan and Government Affairs. In this role, she executes AARP Michigan's legislative priorities to both state and federal elected officials. She serves as an AARP National Corps for creating programs and resources to assist military veterans and their families. She has also been the lead for veteran outreach in Michigan for eight years. AARP is a nonpartisan 501c4 organization with approximately 1.3 million members in Michigan. Welcome to the show, Melissa.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: And I do want to just take a moment to thank um, you and your organization for hosting our uh, legislative, uh, or our, actually our um, Veterans Leadership Summit reception this past week. Um, we, it was well attended and we had a great event. So it was really great to see you out there. And thank you all so much for your support.
3: Oh, absolutely. It's so great to meet all of the different organizations that, you know, have a a hand in helping out veterans and learning from them and how we can extend our partnership even further. Absolutely.
0: So, you know, um, we're talking about ARP, and I, I suspect some people, you know, I would just say that the myths are is that AARP is for our older population. I can tune out now. And what would you say to that?
3: <laughs> I would say absolutely not. You know, absolutely. We run that whole spectrum of aging. So, you can become a member at any age. Our benefits tick in at age 50, but uh, we really provide a, a a whole slew of resources and information for individuals. Our whole goal is to be relevant to the aging population. And that begins, you know, at 50 is, is when our organization kind of gets, begins, the 50 plus. So there are those that are still working and serving in the military. And uh, there are those who are retired and need different resources, but we try to run that whole gamut. Well,
0: that's good to know. I mean, I, I... I have uh, almost five years <laughs> before I can I can take advantage of that. But, uh, you know, which is to me a little scary. <laughs> but, yeah,
3: well, I'm, I'm sure you're already getting, you know, just the little innuendos of, of you should join. You should join. Yeah. So my joke is that we'll find you. So don't worry.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Just just a really quick point. It was actually a little hilarious. Uh, I received uh, some information from the VA. It was like a whole kit. Uh, for ger- geriatrics. And I was like, did they send this to the right person? And I'm like, oh my gosh, That's I'm so approaching harsh. another year. And I'm like, I'm already ready for the geriatric pro- program. I think it was a mistake. I'm just going to say that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I think we like to use the
3: word mature is what we prefer to use, but you know, each house. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, so what programs does ARP have for veterans? I'd love to hear more about that.
3: Absolutely. So I think we'll, we'll be surprised, you know, this is a good leeway into it is that we have this awesome new vets job center that's not only for veterans and those who serve in the military, but also for spouses. Uh, We do realize that that sacrifice is not only that individual that served, but also for their loved ones as well. So we wanna be all encompassing um, with our resources. And this is really, really great to transition what you did in the military to civilian life is a challenge for many individuals, and so to have these resources available on our .org website, um, talking about you know how to interview, how to take your skill sets that you learned in the military or what you did, and transition those into civilian life, and to have a whole slew of individuals who are going through the same situation, so you have a peer-to-peer um, conversation with those folks and learn about best practices. Um, Veterans Health Benefits Navigator, we hear so much how hard it is for veterans to know how to deal with TRICARE, Medicare, Medicare, um, all these different uh, private insurance, how do they all play together, what's the best one for me, so we created an online tool uh, that will answer questions for you. Uh, fraud prevention is huge for us. A lot of veterans um, deal with, with fraud. I mean, there there's, I think it was 66,000 reports uh, just this year alone of veterans that um, were complaining about being victims of fraud and identity thefts. So we wanna make sure that we're educating on how to protect yourself. And then obviously caregiving resources. We know that veterans are the first ones to be needing of caregiving potentially. And they're the ones that have caregiving the longest. We wanna make sure that there's resources information available for folks uh to care give and you know understand what that means and and how to do it appropriately and, and effectively
0: yeah that's that's great information you know you touched on something that kind of uh Piqued my interest a little bit more. I mean, we've been talking about caregivers today, um, but you mentioned something about fraud prevention programs. Mm -hmm. And so are there any programs that you partner with where let's just say someone can get like fraud protection on their social security number or, or, or ones that you would recommend maybe if you can? Sure. So one of the great partnerships that we have is through our Fraud Watch
3: Network. That's hard to say, Fraud Watch Network. Uh, And so you can join that online. And it's a partnership with the attorney general's office. And they're the ones that really field a lot of these early complaints. And they're learning the new and the latest and the greatest of these frauds. Um, And so to sign up for that, you just need to go to our Fraud Watch Network, ARP.org slash MI, and all of our resources are available there or aarp.org slash veterans. And that's more of our national hub for all of our veterans resources. And all the things that I just mentioned are included on there. But to sign up for the Fraud Watch Network, you'll do that um, at the aarp.org slash veterans website. Um, but it's crazy. You know, you're going to see a lot of them pop up here in May for, for fraud. A lot of these individuals would create fake 401c4s and 5s and, you know, try to get the money from veterans by saying, you know, this is a wounded warrior type thing. And it's just, it's tragic. You know, these people, they they spend more time creating these fake um,
0: institutions than they could just be getting a job and making the same amount of money. But mm-hmm. I digress. Yeah, no, that's true. And I, I will say, you know, I used to do some presentations for consumer education with the attorney general's office and You know, one of the things um, to to make sure is that, you know, if you are being solicited by a charity, charity, you can check the AG's website and and search for those organizations to see if they're charitable, because all they do is sometimes they just change one letter and you think DAV is DVA or, you know, something like that. And you think you're giving to DAV and it's actually not. So um, definitely check. You can check with the IRS website as well to search um, entities before you give your hard earned money. Um, yeah. One of the other things that you mentioned, Melissa, was you were talking about the jobs, jobs for veterans and spouses. And so when you think about somebody who's 50 and over, you know, maybe they are retire, but they're looking for um, a, a job that's like not so intense. So do you all yeah. offer like um, part time positions or you have different things that you take that into consideration there? Absolutely. So one of the things with our job center is that we will have
3: virtual job um, programs so you can learn about what's available out there. Retooling is what we call it. So if there's little tweaks that you need to learn better Microsoft Word programs or Excel documents or even just you know how to use Zoom, um, just those little things that really make a difference in this new virtual world that we're living in. Um, and again, that peer-to-peer. So having a conversation with somebody who's been through this um, is very beneficial as well. But we also have um, these online virtual um, job um, hiring uh, programs that come up periodically throughout the year. So just make sure you're in touch with that website to see when those are going to be popping up.
0: Well, that, that is great information. And so do you have any events coming up like in person or even virtually that you know people could attend or take part in? So we don't right now,
3: but I'm very excited that we are going to be just doing something um, during open enrollment, which is like late October, early November for Medicare beneficiaries around our health navigator tool so we can educate folks. This might be a virtual program. We're still kind of navigating what this is going to look like. But mm-hmm. again, if you go to that ARP.org slash MI, all of our events will be located on there. So I highly recommend you going to that periodically to see what's coming up.
0: Well, Melissa, you have a lot of information um, that you're sharing, and I, I, I love the fact that AARP has this uh, veteran space for veterans to be able to navigate as well as their spouses and caregivers and that you're, you're looking out for caregivers as well. So, you know, the AARP that, I, that I, I knew or saw as a young child is definitely different than what it is now. So I, I appreciate all the efforts and the, the eight plus years that you've spent working with veterans as well. So thanks for that. It
3: has been a labor of love and the partnership with the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency has been such a benefit to our members. And we just appreciate all that
0: you do as well. Well, thank you so much. And so, again, um, don't forget, you can reach out to AARP Michigan. Um, if you did, were not able to take down the number and the website, you can always give us a call at one 800 Mishvet. That's 1-800-642-4838. I want to thank again, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and also thank Stephanie Hall and Susan Evans for joining us. Um, again, um, I mentioned it earlier, but if you are someone who's struggling or you know a veteran who's struggling, please give us a call at the crisis line or give the VA a call at the crisis line at 1-800-273-8255, press 1, or text 838255. Again, you can always call us about any resources that we share today at 1-800-MICHVET. Thank you so much. We'll see you next
1: week on the Veterans Perspective.